Welcome back to Coffee with Craner. I'm your host, Lyndon Crane, and today we're here for episode 119, and I have James Dorner with me. He's a, a Town of Tecumseh War II counselor, also a Canadian Armed Forces veteran and a civil engineer. Today we're going to be talking about how he went from boots on the ground to town hall, his experience in local governance, and also um, his, his mission really to give back and, and be of service to his community and to his country. James, very excited to have you here, um, and we'll get started with our favorite question of the show, but this time it's tailored to Tecumseh. Where is your favorite place for coffee? Uh, my favorite place in Tecumseh for coffee would be Naked Cup. It's right in my ward. It's uh, the best. I love going there for their London Fog. I actually try to meet with uh, residents there in my ward. I even took my uh, girlfriend there on her first date. So, okay, oh, good. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's a good spot, and uh, there. There's a rule of the show. If you say Tim Hortons, you owe me a hundred bucks. So oh. you, you pass the test. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> I just made up that rule now, but um, no, very, very excited to have James on or counselor Dorner, should I say? Um, and we'll start with the first question talking about your military service. Mm -hmm. How did this start for you? Yeah. So uh, I, I graduated high school in 2005 and I was just, I was working for uh, my dad at his place uh, signs and more. And I just wasn't sure what I wanted oh. to do. I always had a desire or just in, I was always intrigued by the military and I thought mm -hmm. I'd give it a shot. Did some research, went in there, signed up and I started my eight year uh, career in the, like in the military from there. I haven't looked back. Well, I, yeah, yeah, it was a, yeah, got in and I didn't regret it. I liked yeah. it. Yeah. Was it a rewarding experience for you? Obviously, I mean, it's a, it's a huge undertaking and it's something that not everybody can do so mm -hmm. I, I imagine um there's a lot of things that you learn from your time in the, in the military oh yeah a lot of you learn a lot of life lessons very early that you can put towards anything once you leave the military or, mm -hmm. or just anything while you're in like yeah it really opens your eyes to the world and just to go into that a bit further if you talk to to us about your role in the military yeah, so I was a combat engineer. They were part of the combat arm, so that's the main fighting force of the uh, military itself. The way I describe them, it's they're like the oil that keeps the big green machine rolling as we're responsible for mobility and counter uh, mobility on the battlefield. So that's everything from building bridges to actually clearing uh, minefields. Okay, and what are the what are the time commitments like? You said you eight years, right? Are you there every you know every day, seven to five, or yeah. So the big time commitment is when you join, you sign a contract and it could be anywhere between three to five years, your initial contract, mm -hmm. depending like I joined as an NCO, there's officers and with them, you go to university and get a degree first. Yep. And that's a pretty good gig because you get, that's all pension time and you're paid while you're in university. So, okay. Yeah. I kind of regret not taking that route, but yeah. I, didn't, I didn't know. Everything but, happens for a reason, right? Oh yeah. But it was a. I'm happy with my uh, decision, but yeah. So once you're in, you go through training for the, like your first year or so, depending on your role, and then you get to your unit, and uh, it's 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 a standard like eight hour a day job. Where for us, we would uh, get there at around seven twenty in the morning. We'd work out for an hour, have an hour to go for breakfast and shower and whatnot. Okay. And it's back to work until they uh, let you go at the end of the day, which was around four or five o'clock. What would you do? Like, do, are you on the base um, all all night, or do you go into the community? Oh yeah, yeah. So with that, no, it's just like a normal job. So with me, I was posted to Edmonton, and I was okay. out in Alberta for my entire uh, 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 career posted to a unit. And with that, 
you're on base for that, but then I owned a house in Edmonton and yeah, just you would uh, do all of your training there. The way it traditionally works as a bigger picture is that you do workup training for tour for about six months and then you go on your tour for about six months. And then when you get back, they put you on uh, career courses and other things for about six months to like a year. Okay. And you just go in that rotation and you hope to get a tour every two to three years, depending on if the stars align. And how many tours did you go on? I only have the one. Okay. And yeah. that was, where was that? Uh, that was Afghanistan. So I have my medal here. It's my uh, general campaign star for Southwest Asia. Okay. And, uh, so with that, I had deployed in, was it October 2009? And I was over there for 206 days or just shy of uh, seven months. Wow. What was that yeah. experience like? It was really hot. I mean, I, I wouldn't go back. No, it was, uh, was eye-opening. I remember we did a lot of training and I felt prepared. And then like flying over, I, it hadn't like sunk in that I was going into like a war zone mm. where I even remember taking like selfies on the plane and everything and being like, oh, I'm... Here I go to Afghanistan and then yeah. we landed and I just remember getting off and that's when it like hit me that I was there as like I just remember it smelled like burning metal and it, it smelled like people were grinding metal all night or something it was just surreal and within a week less than that I was on the uh, front lines and I wow. remember oh yeah like I was like right up there and I remember I was eating a meal and then we heard a loud bang and it was a it was a IED strike that like like occurred and I was so close I could see the, the uh, mushroom cloud and I'll tell you I grew up very quick in that moment so because I was only I'll say 22 yeah when I was there wow and so. yeah it's uh you leave family and and then you head out there and it's it's a completely different world oh yeah um <laughs> it, it takes a lot of bravery like <laughs> or uh, stupidity I'm not sure or or a combination <laughs> of them but books, yeah 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 and so you were awarded that um, that medal for you said South Asia. Well, that's what the uh, region is. The region, okay. Yeah. Is that um, why is it awarded? I so guess. yeah, so with that, the way that the medals work is after you spend your thirty days in Afghanistan, then you're awarded the medal, and then every hundred days after that, hundred and eighty days after that, you get another medal. As hundred and eighty days counts as a full tour. Okay. So once you were done that tour, you said two eight two hundred eighty. For me, it was a uh, it was, no, it was uh, 206. 206. So after yeah. that tour, yeah. did you did you want to go back on another tour? Oh, yeah. You... Okay. Yeah, I and was I... Uh, gung-ho. And how did you, how do you get, I guess, selected for that? Just uh, look at the draw, right place at the right time as you'll get back. Because I remember we did workup training to go on a subsequent tour, which would have been in 2012 or 13, I believe. It's It's been so long but right at the end they asked they took away half of the oppositions uh, and just through bad luck i didn't i didn't uh go on the next one but i was ready to go so it has nothing to do with the i, I guess how you perform in, in camp does it uh not necessarily i mean if you're getting in a lot of trouble they're going to take you off tour but as long as you're a, it's, you know, it's more of like a lottery system I wouldn't say a lottery, but just you'll be doing workup training and then they'll say we need these guys to go and they'll just pick, is it one troop or is it two troop that goes? And then they'll pick, okay. oh, well, one troop's going to go and two troop. Sorry about your luck. And it happens like all the time. Like I bet you if you talk to a guy with 20 years in, he'll say he got kicked off of like, or got axed from about like over 10 tours in that time. Okay. Okay. And and the burning question I have is 
Why, why did you join the, the military? Oh yeah, that was just, uh, I always felt like, like a desire to serve my country in the, uh, uh, community. It was probably like the same reasons that got me to run for council actually. So just, I don't know. I wanted to give back. Like, I feel as if I'd be helping the uh, community or just everything be better. And I've like lived by like the expression of like a, a rising tide lifts all boats. And I just want to be a part of that force that raises the tide. So if that, I can make things better then like, yeah. Yeah. yeah I haven't heard that expression before. It's uh Oh yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, it's powerful for sure. And you wanted to give back. It was, it was about community service. Um, and I, I guess that, that was your purpose when you graduated, you, you wanted to, to join the military and mm -hmm. see where it takes you. Yeah, exactly. And then, you know, fast forwarding to 2022, you ran for office. Yeah, no. And that was also quite the, the leap. I'm not sure if it took like the same amount of courage or I guess, like it's a different just, type of courage, I think. It's yeah. Right? Well, even like uh, even my like decision to leave the military was probably as stressful as it was to like join the military. Okay, why and is that? It was just like because the military was such a. It was like a whole lifestyle that everything like once you like fit into that machine, once you were like uh, a gear in it, it's hard to, for you to leave because everything that I knew at the time, job wise, was like it's a routine, right? Like you're. Yeah, you're you're the same thing every day in your well, everything's changed but, obviously, but it's the same routine, right? Yeah, and there's no other job like it that I can uh, compare to in terms of just yeah, like the routine and the uh, camaraderie was the big one. Okay, so you've met a lot of friends that when you were in the military. I oh yeah, that you still speak to today. Yeah, actually, recently you and I went to Amo yes. up in uh, London, and uh, while I was there, I met up with some guys from tour that I haven't spoken to in probably twelve or thirteen years. I met with. My buddy uh, Blanco and our uh, troop uh, commander. Now he's a major, but major uh, 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 JP Hashi. Okay. Yeah. Met up with them in London. Just had lunch and yeah. reminisced about, I guess, the good old days of Af Afghanistan. Yeah. 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 And I guess we're really what's it's war. What's what's good? I mean, yeah. Oh, you'd be surprised. I mean, there's a lot of like you know you you develop some bonds there. For sure. Yeah. It's yeah. Uh, like a family, right? Yeah. Um, and, and now, you know, you're, you're on council, um, the work's sim different, obviously, yeah. um, you're on council, but you're, you're also a civil engineer. Mm -hmm. And when you're in the, um, military, you were mm -hmm. an engineer as well. Yeah, kind of. It's a different type of engineer. So I was a combat engineer, so I did not have a degree, but then when I released from the military, because combat arms, there's not many transferable skills. Okay. Like no one's hiring people to use explosives and automatic weapons like locally so i yeah. qualify yeah <laughs> like i hope not. yeah exactly luckily i yeah luckily i did a good job or the military did like like a good job and we don't have to deal with that yeah around here anyway uh got out of the military qualified for a program through veterans affairs where they okay like sent me back to school and they awesome. paid yeah they paid for my degree and i got my degree in uh, civil engineering okay yeah. and uh what, what made you interested in civil engineering was it Oh, it was like for sure just the like, uh, I always had an interest in not uh, construction and okay. just like the scope of the projects that like civil engineers get to work on mm -hmm. always fascinated me. But even the most boring project, no matter what it is, you can drive your car by it and like get out and like climb on top and be like, I helped build this. And yes. I just, I love that because right now I'm working on the uh, Gordie Howe bridge project. 
So although, again, I'm a small a gear and a big machine of like people working on that, mm -hmm. for the rest of my life, I get to drive by and be like, I helped out with that a little bit. Like, yes. And, yeah. and I would imagine it's, um, it's helpful in your role as a counselor, just understanding uh, the infrastructure that's around you, how, how the roads and, and the bridges and, mm -hmm. and um, you know, town facilities, how they're built, right? Like having yeah. that, that knowledge, that skill set, I imagine, mm -hmm. is, is extremely helpful. Oh, yeah. Uh, so with that, when I was thinking about getting into politics or like running for my role on town council, I helped out on Andrew Dowie's provincial campaign just in uh, like the spring of uh, 2022. Yep. And with that, he was a former town councillor and he's also a civil engineer. And I was, okay. Yeah. And I was like talking about what he was doing on council. And as like an engineer, I just learned that like it's almost like the role is perfect for like an engineer as how you have to think about things, how your problems are very technical as it's roads, like infrastructure buildings. It's not as like philosophical as I thought it would be. Yes. Yeah. I, I completely agree with you. I mean, mm -hmm. when Andrew, I think he was in a different ward than you. Yeah, um, correct. Was it ward one? Yeah, he was ward one. Like you have not necessarily like a leg up, but you bring in a new perspective mm -hmm. that I don't think is is as common in municipal government. Like how many people in your position as a counselor mm. have a background as an engineer? Yeah, uh, and like funny enough, the counselor that was in my role before me for Ward 2, St. Clair Beach, Dr. Bill Aldenhoff, he's a engineering professor at the University of Windsor. Okay. So I have pretty big shoes to fill in terms of like saying that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, maybe you'll you'll go into uh, the teaching after this is all done, and oh. you've been in it for thirty years, or we'll, you just you we'll write a book, maybe. That. Yeah. Oh, well, I don't know about that. I did keep a small <laughs> war uh, a journal, so maybe I'll publish it one day. And and speaking of um, you know books and that theme, yeah. I, I believe you wrote for the Windsor Life magazine or had an interview recent or a few years ago. Yeah, that. years and years. So when I was uh, deployed overseas, I was writing for Windsor Life, and I wrote a few articles for them, just like describing wow. what things were like over there. Yeah. And uh, like funny enough in there, I put my address overseas and I was like, oh, if you want to like send me things, feel free. Mm -hmm. And there was a dentist in Windsor, Dr. Ben Kak. He, he would buy candy from his patients, like the like kids after Halloween. And he mailed me like 13 bankers boxes of candy. And like, I didn't know what to do with it. There was so much. I think I still have some, <laughs> but we were like giving them away on tour to uh, like the uh, locals, like uh, oh, kids. Oh, awesome! Yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah, and so. and and just speaking of the the experience over in Afghanistan, you mentioned you you wrote about mm -hmm. what it was like to be there. Yeah. What is that? I guess for those that didn't read that mm -hmm. the the blogs that you were writing, what's something that people wouldn't even know that this is what it's like in Afghanistan or was like in Afghanistan when you were. Yeah, so uh, my role as a combat engineer, it's we would patrol with the infantry, and then while on our uh, patrol, the infantry would see things that were like suspicious, and I had training to deal with and identify like roadside bombs or like mm -hmm. uh, yeah, improvised explosive devices or IEDs. So we, we'd be on a patrol, and then uh, the infantry would be like, "Hey, engineer, like you know, check that out," and I'd have to pull up my like metal detector. And sweep up to it and make sure that there's no other like bombs like 
hiding because what they would do, the insurgents, is they would put a bomb that was very obvious. So you're just laser focused on that. But then they put little ones around you that you weren't aware of. And it was like that scene in uh, Jurassic Park when the guy sees like the raptor and he goes up to like hunt it and the other one like comes out of the, the bushes. That was like a meme that we would reference when we were overseas. They got to watch out for that. So, and wow. then, oh yeah. And then you get there and you pull out your knife and you have to like prod up to it. So you're like stabbing the ground very slowly to make sure there's nothing around. Hopefully it's not booby trapped. And yeah, oh yeah. But wow. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. things you're could so, change like that. Literally. Like, yeah. You're sweating bullets and. But I don't know. It's and there's and I imagine there's a classroom where they're they're teaching you about. Oh yeah. Like there's, I get really a science behind it, right? That's. Yeah. <laughs> I I could not I could not do that. Yeah, I took a course on it that was well. You do basic training and then you do your trade course. So I joined. So like for me, I went to Gagetown, New Brunswick, and that's where the engineering school is. And for 16 weeks, we learned like all about that. Wow. Yeah, I yeah. could not be in your shoes and just to commend you for for that service, right? It's it's not an easy thing. You're you're putting your life on the line every time you go out there and you're you're checking for an IED. Yeah, I stopped counting the number of times that I thought that like, oh, this could be like this is an active IED. Like I don't know if there's a guy on a phone or what or or, or like if I'm going to make a mistake, but I'm yeah. like, yeah. Yeah, no. Uh could not imagine that. Um now just moving a bit further into mm. your role as a counselor is there anything from your military your time in the military that you could that you've been able to transfer over to to counsel any skills knowledge um that's really helped you yeah the big thing is like being the one role that i had in the military towards the end of my uh, career is i worked in operations management so at the beginning as i joined as like a private then a sapper and a corporal and got the master corporal but at the lower levels your cone of vision is so close to the like uh ground you bear you barely see anything and once i was like uh working up in operations management we were dealing with like shipping uh decompression tanks for divers across canada and all that and my bosses were making the majority of the like decisions for that but i was helping in some way just administer their uh demands but with that i saw the organization from a totally different lens mm -hmm. and just being in town council now you now have that like bird's eye view type of thing yeah and i can kind of have an idea of like all right i'm getting a call about this it's probably this director or who is doing this job at a higher level that i should be talking to yeah so it's it's more like project management i guess you could say from from yeah. being in the military and then yeah uh, being on council it's like even higher just like operations yeah. man yeah that's what operations that's, management yeah. No, that, that makes sense for sure. Um, and just before we, we wrap up here, what would be for somebody that, like, let's say uh, a, a younger James Dorner walked through mm -hmm. the door right now and wanted to join the military. Yeah. What would you say to them? What advice would you give to that person? Ooh. I would definitely say to try to find a person that's in the military and that's in the job that you want to do and try to talk to them and like get their, like try to get to, get them to tell you their lessons learned on how they got to where they're at. Mm -hmm. Cause there's so many things that even when I was leaving the military, even like today that I'm learning, I'm like, well, had I known, I probably would have taken that route. Yeah. And just like, cause instead of like trial, trial and error, you're yeah. saying like talk to somebody who's already made those, not necessarily mistakes, but 
um, have faced those obstacles so that you don't have to. Yeah, there's there's so much to know, and you rarely you very rarely take the easiest route to your goal. And then once you get there, you meet other people that got there, and you're like, I didn't know you could do that. Like I, yeah, like, I did yeah. it the hard way. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And um, anything that they should like, watch out for, they shouldn't. Um, just be careful of, I guess, when you when you're you're wanting to join the military. I can't think of anything off the bat. I would say to definitely like if you want to join as an electrician, like push for that because I wanted to, and then they said, well, James, combat engineers use electricity and C four, so you're kind of like an electrician, and I'm like, oh, sold. I'm like. Yeah, so just understand the roles more. Yeah, yes. Just right. do your research and make sure you know what you're joining as. And then what about just the amount of time that you put into it, like being away from family? Imagine that's not easy. No, you're gonna miss every birthday for sure. So there's the reg force and then the reserves. I don't know much about the reserves. I was in the reg force where they'll like ship you all over Canada, mm -hmm. but you're missing every birthday, every major. Like in my young twenties, I missed all my friends getting uh, married and and whatnot. Wow. So. Yeah, because you're out in Edmonton, and then you're not going to fly home for like a thousand dollars for the weekend. So yeah, there's a lot of things that you give you give up to serve others, right? Yeah, that's part of the job. And like yeah. at least when you're out there with everyone, you're all in the same boat. So true, true. Yeah. And they become really a second family to you. Yeah. Right. Um, no, there's there's a lot of interesting things that I think I learned from this conversation that I didn't know about mm -hmm. the military, what it's like, right? How does that transfer over to a role as a counselor? And I think mm -hmm. um, you're there's a lot of credentials that you have that I, I, I believe benefits your constituency. Having, having someone who, who's a civil engineer also served uh, for Canada provides a unique lens that not every counselor has. Yeah, I'd agree. Uh, the other, there's another veteran of Afghanistan in uh, LaSalle, the deputy mayor, Mike. Uh, Mike Akpata, Ak yeah, yeah. So him and I were talking at AMO and we think that we're the only Afghanistan veterans in like Southern Ontario. Like we're trying to find them like who know well, on uh, a council. We're trying okay. to find them because yeah, it'd be cool to link up. Yeah. Dime a, dime a dozen for sure. Oh, yeah. Um, but no, it's, it, it's very inspiring. I, I think anyone watching this was, was inspired and is going to continue to follow what's yeah. next for counselor Dorner. Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of exciting things happening in his life as a civil engineer and um, in Tecumseh, a lot of great things happening there. Can they reach out to you if they have any questions? I imagine your information is online as well. Oh yeah, and I'll make sure that my information is posted on this. Begin uh, email me anytime and I'll respond to every email I get. Awesome. Well, James, it was, or Councillor Dorner, it was oh. a pleasure to, to have you on. Yeah. Um, I learned a lot and I hope you did too. You can catch the full episode, if you missed this, on coffeewithcraner.com. We'll see you very soon.